Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, this is Michael Chance. I'm the co-founder of Agency Revolution. Today, delighted simply to be your host for the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution, creators of the most powerful marketing and communication software built specifically to meet the needs of insurance agencies and brokerages. If you believe... If you believe that the relationship you have with your clients is at the heart of your business, and I suspect since you're here, you probably do, then you need to see how Agency Revolution can help you make those relationships stronger and longer. If you haven't done it lately, do yourself a whopping big favor. Visit agencyrevolution.com to receive a free demo of their award-winning software today. Um, once again, thrilled to bring you into this conversation. I think we all know that this is an industry that's under change, uh, but it's simply not enough to say, gosh, things are changing a lot, or it's not simply enough to say, gosh, things are changing fast. It's also important to know what are those changes? What is happening? And sometimes the unexpected happens. From time to time, we might see something that looks to be, to be, oh, I knew that was coming, but you probably didn't know that Nationwide was thinking about releasing all 1,800 of their agencies into the independent agency universe, unleashing all of a sudden out there. So if you've got a Nationwide agency in your community, they are uh, now or be rapidly becoming a new independent agency. So um, this is a change we need to be aware of in, in, in one sense, in the broader sense, because we need to recognize that uh, large and unexpected changes can happen at any point in time. And two, it's simply wise to be aware of what some of those changes are. In this case, I'm thrilled to be able to introduce to you two people, founders of the Agency Collective, which may be, in fact, the fastest growing cluster that I've seen in the history of the industry um, started, uh, uh, well, really, honestly, not that long ago, some months ago, now has over 500 agencies, the majority of which, but not all of which, are former nationwide captive agents. And well, I'll let these guys get into the rest, but this is a conversation that you'll want to be a part of so you can get some sense of how that part of the industry is changing and how it might change some of the things that you have to deal with. So, um, without much further ado, but first, a little bitty ado. Yeah, so I want to remind you, next time you're in front of your computer, say, hey, let's connect with Michael. And so look me up on LinkedIn and connect with me. Uh, follow me on Twitter. And also, certainly, uh, follow Agency Revolution on LinkedIn and Twitter. And a couple of other things. Uh, if, in fact, 
the uh, you've received value from these conversations. It'd be so kind of you um, to jump on your podcast platform, Apple, or wherever you download your podcast from and give us a five-star review. Hey, and if I haven't earned a five-star review, I get it. Email me and tell me what I could do to be better. So if you've got guests that you think that I should interview, let's hear about them. If you've got ideas that you think I should explore, we'd love to hear about it. Email me at michael at michaeljans.com. Um, and also I'll mention to you that, um, uh, uh, there's one other thing still under beta, but I think it's getting terrific results. If you want to see how your agency rates, if you want to get a sense of where your agency stands, if you want to get a sense of how well prepared your agency is for the modern age of insurance, for the modern insurance consumer, or whether or not you might be getting left behind, I've got a free tool. Scroll down to the bottom of my website michaeljans.com. Answer five questions, get an an almost immediate answer with tools to help you get to the next level. Now, without further ado, it's my privilege to introduce to you the two co-founders of the agency collective, Kenny Urbania and Gary Hines. Well, I got Kenny and Gary, and I'll ask you guys to introduce yourself one at a time. So, uh, Kenny, let's start with you. So my name is Kenny Urbania. I'm a, a former nationwide captive agent. I've been an agent for about 25 years, and I started off the business as a scratch agent. So, um, uh, yeah, so, so, so things have come a long way. And, and now, so uh, uh, share with us what your position is now. So as of uh, June of this year, Nationwide decided to let all the agents that were captive uh, become independent agents and run their own businesses and market and sell insurance for whatever carriers we want. We do love Nationwide, though. I've been a Nationwide agent for 15 years. That's the right thing to say. Okay. Um, we'll circle back to that in a moment. And Gary, hey there. How's it going? Good, Michael. Uh, thank you for having Kenny and I on uh, today. Um, so I'm the uh, Chief Operating Officer here at the Agency Collective, which, of course, we're going to explore a little bit more about what that is. But uh, my background uh, is in uh, consulting with uh, technology and, and, and other organizations, mergers and acquisitions, and, uh, and everything in between that um, as far as business and organizational structure. So that's what, that's what my past has been, and my future is, is with the uh, agency collective and everything we got going on here. So the two of you bring in a, a very different um, series of skill sets and a different background, so that'll be interesting for us to explore. All right, so... Uh, we've established who you guys are. Um, so I do want to put this in perspective for a second. I, I think that part of my role and part of the role of this podcast is to uh, share or reveal uh, what's happening in the insurance industry. And I think most of my listeners would agree the answer is a lot. Um, and uh, some of it is quite obvious. Um, uh, the trends and forces that are pushing us in new directions are fairly evident um, and fairly dominant. Um, but I think sometimes there are things that that are uh, that are happening that might miss the observation of um, agency owners and principals and leaders who are just busy running their agency day to day. Well, when what is it, eighteen hundred? Um, agencies 
shift from captive to independent, that's a noticeable shift. And I think we should pay attention to it. So that's where we're going to start. Does that make sense? It does, because it's the first time in the industry history that that many qualified, very well-trained agents were released from a captive contract like that. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, yes, it's big. Um, and, and 1800, it's difficult to imagine, you know, that there are many communities that, in one way or another, are not affected by this. And and um, well, and one one way to look at it is, a lot of agencies are now going to have a new independent competitor in their community, um, or perhaps a new agency that they can collaborate with. <laughs> so I want, I want to start sort of at the big picture because I, I, I always think that understanding um, kind of uh, what's behind the curtains, you know, getting a, a, a sense of, you know, w- which way the wind is blowing is really important for everybody to, um, oh, navigate through kind of turbulent times and navigate um, to a successful future. So, uh, we've established the fact nationwide, uh, I guess, w- would you say nationwide has gone independent? They have, every agent. Every, I mean, there's nobody left behind in what has been a captive universe for, well, uh, decades and decades and decades. Probably about 78 years. 78 years. Okay. So uh, now um, let, me, let me ask you just sort of a uh, a question of fact Historically, uh, am I right? Did Nationwide have a little bit of a mixed distribution system? Sure. We had our, we were a captive agent, but we had a brokerage service we could write premium through, and we were limited to how much we could put through that brokerage service. But it gave us a unique opportunity to learn some of the other carriers out there. And um, and the uh, was there also what I think what people would call not captive, but a direct branch to it as well? in some parts of the country? So Nationwide had us as direct writers for them, and then they started reaching out to independents to start writing the Nationwide products across the gamut of all the agencies in the country. So they, mm-hmm. they had two different divisions. Two different divisions. Okay. And was, it, was there a geographic distribution? You know, in the past, I've heard that they wouldn't allow Nationwide agents were a little territorial, so they were – they didn't want to be on top of each other, and uh, Nationwide was pretty good at keeping them separate. And, and recently, mm-hmm. now most agents are getting contracted with Nationwide that are productive na- agents across the country. Got it. Okay, so this is the biggest transfer of agents in in the history of the industry, right? Correct. Um, and, and the reason the transfer happened is because I do believe. Okay, so that's the critical question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's going on behind the scenes? So the distribution model, uh, I, I don't believe it was working for them as far as the, how cost effective it was. And with the agents, we have, you know, three and four generation agents on board here and legacy agents. And the agents probably were uh, getting a little comfortable and, I, I do believe Nationwide feels that the independent side was a was a very uh, fast way of growing their premium size and their exposure across the country. Okay, so let me ask you another question that, well, our, our listeners probably want me to ask. Uh, so in addition to, I guess, releasing 1,800 agencies from a contract or from a 
uh, captive relationship is nationwide also uh, opening, um, uh, making its product available to uh, other um, independent agents? The answer to that is absolutely. They feel that that's their growth of the company in the future. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, So uh, to, to the extent you've got insight on this, do you see this, you know, there, there's obviously there's a, you know, there's a sizable handful of captive carriers um, and Nationwide has made a, a significant strategic decision um, f- from which it's probably impossible to pull back from. So this is a this is a decision that um, is um, yeah, n- no doubt the result of some you know, like really interesting strategy meetings and board meetings. Right. <laughs> so there were. There, there were some conversations going on in close, behind closed doors that the average um, insurance professional is not privy to. Do you see this as um, – do you hear rumblings of this in, from other captives? So as of uh, right now, there are rumblings for different carriers out there that they're waiting to see how the nationwide transition pans out, and they may make that move also. But, you know, that's well, – I guess time will tell on that one. Oh, Okay. So yeah, so it's like yeah, we're, we're going to do that too. You go first. So they're <laughs> so they're watching nationwide's performance. And this is uh, when did this start? Was it? Did you say June? So that's when we were released out of our contracts. But it's been going on for about two and a half, three years uh, ago. Oh. And about a year before June, they allowed a, a first series of agents, which I think there was ninety three of them that took a different option and had to buy their book differently. And uh, uh, so they nationwide had let a few agents go the year before per the agent's choice, though. Got it. OK. And that was a small group. All right. So might be early to tell um, as, as far as you can tell how it's going. How, how's it going? So far, it's been great. Uh, the first month was a little difficult for me being a captive agent and going to the independent channel. So you kind of feel like you're you're doing something wrong, even though you know I'm a contract guy. I follow the rules as much as uh, anybody. the 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 difference is is now we realize the marketplace out there, what we can sell and who we can sell to, and mm-hmm. to back up the nationwide stuff. Uh, as far as my love for nationwide is is un. Nobody can touch the how much I love the company. I've done a lot for my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put a group together uh, of nationwide agents, and then now we're, we have some independent agents on part of our group. And that group, uh, we're promoting nationwide. Nationwide is dealing with us directly, offering us extra compensation and help and to grow our agencies and, and to be a true partner with our group. And, okay, and so we're, we're, yeah, I, I definitely want to dig into that because you're um... – uh, well, uh, th- there's a there's a history of uh, kind of similar models in, uh, in the independent insurance agency side of the equation. Uh, you're doing it slightly differently, but you know you're you're certainly not alone. Uh, there's a lot of that that's happening. Um, I've, I've had uh, a number of guests on this podcast series from the oh you know some would call them clusters, and they go by more names than I can think of. Um, but the, the, the statistically, the majority of independent agents are, uh, while independent, they're also members of some kind of an organization similar to what you're doing there. Um, but before I ask you to kind of dive into 
um, the specifics of what's going on. Uh, Kenny, you've been in the industry for a long time. Gary, newer for you, and so you've got probably a different perspective on this. Um, in addition to that sort of major event, uh, the strategic decision made by Nationwide, what else are you seeing as um, trends and forces? Uh, how, how is this industry either different now than it was when you got into it or different uh, in terms of where it's going than where perhaps you thought it was going when you first got into it? Well, Michael, the, the industry is changing you know, every day and, and there's so many factors uh, that are pushing that. And, uh, you know, obviously we have an enormous factor right here this year in 2020, right, with COVID. And uh, everybody is learning a new way to do business. Uh, you uh -huh. know, yeah. walking, walking into retail or communicating, you know, it, it's becoming a different atmosphere and it's it's forcing the consumer to learn different methods. So. Uh, the insured techs are continuing to, to blossom and bloom, and we see them all the time uh, advertising on a regular basis and, and, and different facets and how they're developing. So it's, it's, it's going to continue to be uh, an evo evolution in the insurance industry, and it's going to move quick. So where things 20, 30 years ago, they were still evolving, but it was a much slower pace. Now things are, are changing overnight as far as distribution models and, and you know, nationwide um you know, the, 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 the story's out as to how this is going to turn out and, and how well it'll be. But what I'll tell you is, uh, Michael, is that, you know, the, there's been a lot of emotion that has gone uh, through the development process. Of course, you know, you're talking to, to, to exclusive agents that have been exclusive agents for, for decades. And then all of a sudden, one day to say, hey, we're going to be independent at first there's a lot of scary yeah, right hey hey yeah. hey right well people uh legitimately they had um they had some vision about their own future probably sure. right and then boom uh somebody makes a strategic decision they probably didn't invite them to the board meeting when they voted on it and, yeah. and now all of yeah. a sudden yeah their future looks different um so on the emotional side uh you know that i mean uh we we kind of can't ignore the the human side of all of this change. How do you, how do you think that's going? So at first, when they announced that we we're going independent, we put all our eggs in one basket. We love the company. We tried hard. We tried to build our agencies, and we spent you know decades building them. So we were a little yeah. offended at first, but in the long run, with what's happening with the market and and closing ratios and how much you could sell and what what you couldn't sell, this actually was a wonderful deal for the nationwide agents. They could be very productive nationwide agents and still keep more customers coming through the doors for products that nationwide doesn't sell or not competitive for that type of product at that time. Okay, um, so now. Uh, you're totally, completely independent. So, so let me ask you a question. And and you may know, you may have a you know more more experience with this. Let's say, a year from now. But um, uh, clearly, there are differences between uh, operating an independent from a captive. Yes. Yeah, the cost and the expenses were dumped on us too. So that was a big transition for the agents, and and we've been probably instrumental in helping them get through some of those hiccups there. All right. And so let me ask you. Let me ask you another question. Um, uh, if if we if we look at the industry as a whole, we can we can break it up into chunks. Okay, I mean clearly we've got an agency channel. We've got a uh, let's call it the direct channel, like Geico, uh, Progressive Direct, that um, for the most part really functions without an agent, right? Uh, nominally an agent. 
Um, and then uh, there's an emerging digital channel. Now, you know, uh, I'll be the first to admit that there's obviously overlap, right? But there are there are some carriers that might be easier, like let's say Lemonade and others. That it's 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 easier to describe them as digital than it is direct because they they present so strongly that way. Uh, but then if we go back and we look at the agency channel, it then further bifurcates, right? There's the independent agency segment, and then there's the captive, right? Yes. Um, so so I, I think that, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, research would bear out and good strategy would bear out that perhaps the uh, ideal client or the ideal demographic for the direct channel might be slightly different than the ideal client or the ideal demographic for the agency channel. Uh, that said, do you, do you find that um, that uh, that the the client that may be attracted to the independent agency channel is perhaps is is it at all different than what was uh, attracted uh, to your nationwide business? So the retention level for the nationwide agents has always been off the charts. So the premium has always been pretty stable. Uh, the the customers like us. It's been personal. There's there's multi generations in each one of our agencies that the kids stay with us and uh -huh. they just grew okay. from that. And and at this time with that digital marketing that's out there, I think nationwide's on the forefront of knowing that that the purchasing is changing in the marketplace. Uh, with with our group and what we did with uh, being released from Nationwide is we all had to join somebody to keep up with those digital marketing companies out there or the digital Digitech um, salespeople. That's where we came in because we every one of us that was released out of the cap captive contract had to figure it out. It just so happened that Gary and I helped figure it out for everybody. And yeah. we've been running with it like crazy. I think Gary's favorite sayings is, is this is a marathon, but we're sprinting at the start because there was so much to get done so quickly for these agents to be productive with all the different carriers out there that they needed. Got it. Okay. So let's, let's get into um, the, some of the specifics of your story. So let, let me see if I'm clear on this. You, you operate um, an independent agency. I do. Okay. And, uh, you also operate this organization, the collective. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, all right. And, and and presumably the agency is a participant or a member of the collective. They are. Okay. Got it. All right. So, um, so so uh, let's turn the calendar back to whenever it's appropriate. Uh, cl clearly, I mean, you got wind of the fact that this change was going to happen. W when did you decide to, um, w when did you envision this collective concept? I'm going to let Gary address that because he was the reason why I did this. So go ahead, Gary. All right, yeah. Gary. Well, well thank, you, thank you, Kenny. Uh, um, I think the reason we did it together was is that we, we were, we were tasked with the idea of trying to figure out what was going to happen with with Kenny's agency or Banya agency uh, becoming an independent. And as we were looking at that, we were looking at all the different uh, variables and, and uh, you know different vendors and groups and essentially what did you need as an independent agent? And uh, we started uh, drilling down on that and looking at all the different groups and everything out there. And it came evident that as an independent agent, it's, it's like you alluded to before, Michael. Yeah, everyone's 
quote unquote an independent, but a lot of them have some sort of group or network or cluster. Right. And, and it's funny you say that I, I, I'm always preaching from the mountaintop about the different names because, you know, there, there's so many different ways to call a group, an aggregator, a network, a, you know, a broker. So we, uh, you know, we just took a look at it and we just kept saying the same thing. It just, you know, you kept saying there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way. And uh, together, we, you know, you, you, when you start thinking that, then you start looking and you start putting the pen to paper and start formalizing some ideas and, and start conceptualizing and a, a lot of lunches and a lot of thoughts and discussions. And, and uh, you know, we took our, our business model down to, uh, down to Nationwide and we presented them. And I, and I referred to down to because we're in Cleveland, Nationwide Corporates in Columbus, right? So right we headed, headed south a couple hours there. And uh, we, we presented to them what we were thinking about. And uh, it was like a Guinness commercial, right? The manager said, brilliant, this is great. And they kind of ordained it with, you guys should go out and you should give this a whirl. Now, at the time we were doing that, we, we didn't really have a, a, a objective on, on how, uh, you know, large our organization would get within, within months. Uh, we didn't have an objective of, of, of what, what it would end up becoming but we just wanted to do the right things for the right reasons. So we just started answering the questions that would be that the way Kenny would want it answered for his agent, the way the other agents that we, we consulted with early on would want answered. And we just started building this the way they want it. Then on the flip side, immediately we started having conversations with carriers, right? Uh, you yeah. know, so we were talking not only to nationwide, but you know, some of the other carriers that would be involved in this type of program. And we started having the same type of conversations. Well, how would you guys, uh, you know, like to work with us. And so we, you know, we, we've started to develop that and, and move forward and, and it's been great. So, so when did you officially uh, start the collective? Well, we, we started the discussions around first quarter 2019. Okay. Um, the, uh, the meetings and, and more formalized structure started to occur around second and third quarter of that year. Uh-huh. And then uh, we, we kicked off with our recruitment on December 27th, 2019 on uh, social media. And it's been, right. uh, it's been unbelievable ever since. Okay. And, and then, <clears throat> um, but a, a lot of agencies didn't get released until when? So, so that they were available to you? So mid, the middle of this year, we all got yeah. released. So th okay. that was up for us because how do you get appointments for carriers when you're contractually under Nationwide's umbrella? Yeah, so right. In in the first month of business that the Nationwide agents went independent, I think there was about 60,000 contracts that we had to get done to make sure the Nationwide agents didn't violate their contract. It had to be after the date. And then, of course, you get the contracts done. Then there's training. Then you get your your staff appointed. And the first two months of us being independent was really, really a seven day a week, you know, 15 hour a day yeah, here at the collective. All right. So, so how many uh, agencies now participate in the collective? Right now we have just under 500 and we no started, kidding. we started in January of this year. So we have been doing nothing but welcoming more people on board. That's huge. Okay. Um, and, and now, are, are are they fundamentally like former captives for Nationwide, or 
Yeah, so at, at this time, we're probably 90, 10 uh, former nationwide agents, maybe even a little bit higher than 90. But the, the, the key to our group is the amount of premium we have per agency. And nationwide agents have a lot of premium. Uh, that We have agents that range from only 800000 up to $40 million in premium in their agency part of our group. Ah, okay. And so, and, and then, and presumably the bulk of that is with Nationwide, right? Correct. Okay. So they should like you. Uh, well, we're the largest Nationwide group out there. And, and right now our loss ratio, whether it's due to COVID or just the quality book that we have is doing great. Our growth rate, I do believe is outperforming the rest of the captive agents that aren't in our group. So that's a plus too. So as of right now, Nationwide is looking very, very highly upon us. And we Got look it. highly okay. upon them. Yeah. Okay. So um, so you're, you, you've had this opportunity to witness um, agency principals or agents uh, transition from one universe, so to speak, to another. Um, I, I, and presumably, it, and again, it might be early, but th th do you see some who are now thriving in the new environment? Oh, that's a, that's an absolute yes. So what okay. we did, the way we set it up is I can try to talk to everybody, but I can't. Uh, we picked up about nine agents across the country that are magnificent, magnificent at running their agency, and, and it's about one and a half degrees of separation. Uh -huh. those, we call those our platform agents. They communicated with the agents in their territory, and that's how we grew so fast, and that's how we're going to continue growing on the independent side also. So... Um... All right. So let's let's uh, get let's. Um, I'm going to ask a super practical question. What do you see the more successful agencies or agents doing differently than the others? That's a great question because every agency. Well, I've, been, I've been asking that question for over 25 years, and so yeah, you know, it's it, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get in front of me without without me asking that question sooner or later. So. What we, did, what we did find out is communication with the carriers is key for our group and being new to the independent world. There's been a lot of Zoom calls. We're probably all Zoomed out and the agents now see that, you know, their closing ratio with the captive agency was anywhere from 17 to 27 percent. Now the agents are having 65 and 68 percent closing ratios because they got a lot of options out there with no restrictions on Oh so my God. our agents okay. are all thriving financially. They're all doing a lot better. Okay, so so they're doing better by virtue of being um, an independent agency now. Correct. Okay, so so let me uh, let me I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into this question. So, what do you think um, uh, it means to be more successful? What are, what are the behaviors of the more successful agencies in 2020 than? Uh, you know, even 2019, 2018, what, 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 what makes them different? You know, we had, we had a meeting yesterday with a company that's fantastic and, and buying leads and, and the things have changed on marketing and companies out there are coming to us to talk to our agents about digital marketing. Uh, we have uh, great partners in software and agency management systems. And we were supplied all that from Nationwide the agents that are thriving are the ones that are accepting change. They're out there buying and merging other agencies with them, uh, hiring the right producers on board. And it's just a learning curve. And I, the quality agents we have in our group, uh, thanks to being trained by Nationwide, 
I think they're catching on and they're and they're running with it. Well, and, and Michael, if I could piggyback off of Kenny for a second, so I, I think one of the things that that can really be the the worst thing for any kind of agency is complacency, right? And yeah. where I, where I, when I'm looking on the outside, looking in uh, to agents that are, are very successful and, and are, are the ones that are they're raising their hand and they're asking the questions. They want to talk to the various vendors out there that are supporting the independent channel and the agency channel that are offering solutions to help, uh, you know, drive traffic, automate uh, processes within the organization, uh, make every organization more efficient and, and really looking at how to reinvest into your agency and, and bring your agency, you know, full circle, because that is, you know, the, the competitiveness in the markets are shifting, right? So, uh, you know, not everyone's just going to be walking through the door anymore. Of course, we know that, and that's been going on for a while, but, you know, mm -hmm. I personally see those agents that continue to, to reinvest in their agencies as far, not just money, but uh, time and, and effort and knowledge to learn more about what is out there and what, you know, I mean, there's so many great vendors, products, softwares, and, and organizations to help independent agents grow. And um, I see a lot of the, you know, some great agents have been very successful for the last, you know, 20, 30 years that are still all the time looking to gain more and more knowledge and see what they can do to better themselves. Uh, and to me, that's one of the biggest differentials in someone that's, that's really thriving and succeeding here in 2020. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking notes, Gary, and, and I, I wrote this down twice because he said it twice. Uh, the successful ones are reinvesting to learn more. Absolutely. Right. They're 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 um, well, they're like you said, some of them are lifelong learners if they've been at it 20 or 30 years. Well, well I mean, honestly, Michael, if you're if you're doing if you're doing the same thing you did 20 years ago in your business and you're expecting a different result in a time that's very different. You know, it's, it's funny. We, we you know, we take a look at uh, we, we talk about the 2000s like it was yesterday. Right. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, you know, just recently we were looking at some photos in my family from from twenty years ago, and 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 they look old and and green, <laughs> like dagger types. Like, <laughs> yeah, look like the old photos I remember my parents bringing out. I'm like, I can't believe that that was only twenty years ago. So you know, it's the same thing in business, right? So I mean, and this is this goes beyond just insurance agents, but you know, you you need to continue to reinvent yourself, continue to look at the opportunities. And one of the things that, that Kenny and myself, as well as the rest of the leadership team here, Larry and Kerry and all of us, we continue to look at all of the opportunities that exist out here. And we're meeting great companies and, and, and just great influencers in the insurance industry all the time, You know, just like we did when we, we uh, met up with you, Michael. So mm -hmm. it, it, you know, we're going to continue to have that open dialogue with those organizations and those folks and, and, and continue to learn more because that type of of, of knowledge is going to help us to continue to drive success and, and, and connect the dots for our members in our group. Got it. All right. Um, Kenny, so Mike, any, can, I, can I add yeah. something to that? Yeah, please. So transparency for us means everything. So communication and transparency, being an agent, you know, I always sold no, knowing the other, the competition's good and bad things about their policies. Uh, the communication part with us and our agents is off the chart via email, Zoom calls, or whatever we're doing. And with our transparency and trying to figure out what each and every agency needs, you know, we've talked to several hundred agents 
and everybody has their own needs and we're here to help them figure out how to make them more successful. Got it. All right. So, um, so we, I'm going to, let me ask the flip side question of, of what we've been pursuing since I've been asking about success. Um, when you, um, scan the landscape and, and look at the various trends and forces, what do you think are the um, what do you think are the biggest threats or challenges that are facing today's agent? Um, I, I would for sure say that that has to do with just consumer loyalty. Um, you know, we if I rewind the clock to my my family's insurance uh, agency, so my parents decades and decades ago bought their their first home off the insurance uh, agent. He gave them a land contract deal and. And I remember as a young child going in the office for them to pay their insurance bill every month or whenever huh. they did it. And, yeah. and you just had that connection. So literally, uh, they were my insurance agency up till just a couple of years ago because I still had that connection with them, right? Never would shop, never would look around because there was that kind of consumer loyalty. That That is not uh, the way the consumerism is going to go, especially as the new generations come on. They're getting more and more used to automated um shopping and, and shopping around and the, and the ease of shopping around. And so that it, it's, it's just changing, right? The consumer is changing in the insurance industry, the way it's going to go. So you have to continue to look for retention tools that are going to be uh, items that are less than just the normal that was in the past that worked. So that's going to continue to evolve, I think. And that's one of the, the biggest concerns. And, and- Okay, so so what are what are you encouraging? Like you know, in in your agency and with the other four hundred ninety nine agencies that you're working with, what are you um, what what are you encouraging or what are you doing to um, bridge that gap to uh, engender that uh, customer loyalty? So I, I think our main focus is to give the agents more opportunity and more communication. So if they have more opportunity, they can they can focus on their, you know, every region, every county, every state's different. It's a hard question to ask because everybody's different, right? Uh, we try to put something together that fit everybody. And at the same time, being that consultative type person for the agents. And we'll do the research for them. We'll find carriers if they're coastal. Whatever they need, we're going to go out of our way to help them and earn our stripes every day. And hopefully they take it and run with it. I mean, I mean, you can't always, you know, there are road agents out there, Mike. Do you know what road agent stands for? I think I, I think you and I have chatted about this before. <laughs> uh, retired? On active duty. On active duty, right, okay. <laughs> right. And we all came into the insurance business to become a road agent one day where we can make a great residual income and not work that hard, correct? Right, right, Well, with right. the retention levels and, and the insurance companies, the way they, they promote themselves and they do direct sales, it's hard to be a road agent. Your agency may dwindle if you don't put a little bit of marketing and effort in there just to keep it level. Got it. All right. Uh, so, uh, uh, tell us just a, a, a little bit more about um, the uh, l- l- the structure of the collective and and where you see this going. What's your vision for it in the next couple of years? Wow, you know, Michael, we, we our vision has it, it is evolving every day. Okay, and, mm-hmm. and it's exciting that it's evolving every day. So, as a, as an organization that's so young, yet so old, because we we've, we've We've matured so much in the last uh, two years, um, growing like we have, and we just we are we are now beyond that 
uh, deadline with nationwide exclusive. We know that there's still a lot of nationwide, former nationwide exclusives that are, that are looking to, to discuss with us in 2021 and beyond how we can continue to help those agencies. Uh, so that'll continue. But it, you know, as we want to continue to grow and, and help our carrier partners and our Asian partners, we are going to continue to, to offer the AC opportunity uh, to the independent agency channel. So there is not a, a finish line that we put in place for us. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to, you know, offer our solutions, our mentality, our mindset, and the way that we really like to do things, which is building those win-win relationships for agents and carriers alike. We're going to continue to do that. And, and really, Michael, from the beginning, we we built this organization not off the the, the idea of, of what you know what the bottom line would yield or, or anything of that nature. We we looked at it. and We built this organization from the standpoint of how would we like to see a group and network be built to work together to help all parties thrive. And when I say all parties, I'm referring to not only just the agents, but the carriers alike, right? So yeah. everybody has to work in, in some sort of symbiotic component because uh, we all are after the same thing. We all want to continue to grow and, and build thriving businesses. And, and so the AC wants to continue to do that. Uh, we're going to continue to do that by finding fantastic partners to introduce our agents to uh, have educational platforms to help our agents. You know, we talk a lot in, in generalities is the couple questions that we just talked about, Michael. But the reality is, is that every agency is a unique animal. Every agency is like a fingerprint, right? No two are alike. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and some of those, some of those things are, you know, some of those things that I said are not really happening nowadays. They still do exist in certain rural com- communities and, and they're yeah. still going to thrive like that. So, you know, we have to get to know the agents that are in our group. Uh, understand them on a, on, a, on, a, on a business personal connection and, and help them and direct them in the ways that we can help direct them, as well as let them continue to be independent business owners and, and, and do, do what they think is best for their business to help thrive. And Mike, let me piggyback that on that one because of being an agent myself. So what Gary and I did together, and I was the guinea pig here, this is a revenue move for us. We're creating more revenue for the agents and, you know, when we originally came with the idea to Nationwide, they said it was brilliant because the agents would keep more of their money than compared to all the other aggregators and clusters out there. And then they could use it to market and grow their agents. So what we did, not having shareholders and having the right people in place, uh, we were able to, to build something that they make more money from, from us than they could on their own. And they also have this, the backbone support with no handcuffs or hooks. And when I say no handcuffs or hooks... Our agents can leave on an email to us, and we're okay with that. We'll actually help them leave. But when they leave, they get they have to join somewhere to get the commission levels or the bonus levels we have. But all the other networks or groups, there's always a handcuff or hook there. And why would they leave to lock themselves into a bad contract? So we're kind of disrupting the model out there, and we feel that we, we are doing and earning our stripes every day so the agents have a bigger revenue gain. Right on. Okay. Now you had mentioned Kenny earlier that uh, you've got a percentage of um, independent agents, uh, not formally nationwide. What, what what do you think it is that's attracting them into your um, into your organization? That's probably the easiest question you've asked us. <laughs> God, I didn't th- I've been throwing you softball here, dude. Yeah, so, so, so what, what's happened is, you know, we have a fee of $200 a month for an independent to join us and become part of our network. 
And the bonus money that we're getting from our carrier partners, whether it's nationwide or whatever, whatever carrier or our life platform or our commercial platform or our you know premium finance platform, all the different ways they can make more revenue. It's easier for me to bring an independent agent on, on board to our group than it is a captive na- former captive nationwide agent because the independent channel, those agents already know it's a revenue game. And mm-hmm. all we have to do is show them the revenue difference. And in five minutes, they're going to say, for 200 bucks, I get that much more commissions, that much more help, that much more access to carriers. And it's and it's a it's more fun. This is the funnest thing I've ever done in insurance. I enjoy helping people make more money. I enjoy them knowing that we're not here to lock them in and and hold them hostage for the rest of their life. I want team players here. It's a lot of fun. Got it. All right. So I've got I've only got two questions. Uh, And and the last one is uh, how can people find out more about you? But before that one. Uh, if you could deliver a non-commercial message, like if you if you could deliver if if you could uh, say, say something that you think um, the agency force needs to hear, uh, non-commercial. What what is it that you'd want to say? Jump on my soapbox. Yeah, I who's think going the, first? The agency force has to take a look from the outside or communicate with another agent and. And work together with each other and figure it out because it's changing so fast. Where you know, I, I'm old enough to remember putting an eighty dollar phone book ad in, and my phone would ring off the hook. You know, nobody knows how to how to look up and find their phone books anymore. So I've been around with paper apps. Uh, I think the agents have to learn how to be more nimble, bring in some fresh blood into their agencies, and see what's out there. Got it. All right. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, so um, don't become complacent, right? So uh, the insurance industry is going to continue to change. By no means uh, am I saying that, you know, an agency has to go out and become the the biggest Facebook user in a community to drive traffic their way. But but just don't be complacent where you are in the industry, because uh, if you do and blink, the industry is going to pass you by because it's moving at the speed of light. Okay. And, so and Michael, it, it, I'm going to yeah. add one more thing to that. Okay, and okay. <laughs> the insurance journal says that about 35, 40% of the agents are attached to a network or aggregator, and they foresee within the next five years, excluding the captive agents that are still out there, are either going to retire, merge, or join a group like ours. So the, investigate the groups, talk to all of them, look at their contracts, Make sure you have your attorney read the contract and understand what you're signing up for, because it could last decades later that you'd find out you made a big mistake financially. Uh, We're here to help you and we can explain our contract compared to the other aggregators out there. Uh, Just so you know, even though as new as we are, two years in the making right now, we're well over $2 billion in premium in our group. Uh, It's a lot of money for such a new group. Um, We were... We're sprinting, that's for sure. Your guys are sprinting. All right. So uh, um, what is the uh, official name? Uh, the Agency Collective. Um, Got it. You, might, you might have some confusion there because there is the Agency Collective and the Agency Cluster. We go by the HC. Uh, the reason that happened is because the way we were developing, of course, you know, uh, that we were started off as a cluster and, and uh, we, we grew uh, bigger. So we, we kind of merged over to the Agency Collective. Uh, but the, the AC is who we are, 
Uh, I don't care if you call me a cluster or collective, we'll, we'll take care of you either way. Okay, well, you, you, you called it right. <laughs> hey, I mean, first of all, it's not unusual for me to be a little confused, but in this case, you, you called it right because I, I knew you as the AC and I, of course, also knew your, at least your legacy name, legacy, two years old, uh, the agency cluster, but your official name is the agency collective. I'm catching that right. So yeah, yeah. if if uh, if listeners want to find out more, uh, learn more, uh, make contact uh, with you guys, how should they do that? So they can do it a couple different ways. Uh, they can send an email directly to uh, infodesk at theacportal.com. Again, that's infodesk at theacportal.com. Okay, acportal. Yep, acportal.com. Got it. Okay. Uh, they can they can also go right to the, the website, the theacportal.com, or if you want to go legacy, theagencycluster.com. Is, is uh, it the same site? Is that the same it, site? It actually okay. is not the same site because uh, they the cluster as the as the old legacy nationwide stuff, but that's that's all changing and it is going to be uh, unified. But you know, there's so many different ways to get a hold of us. We just want to make sure you have them all, but you can click on any of the links that you have there. Uh, in it. addition to that, you can always call us directly. And um, I could give you that number, Michael. It's uh, 1-800-806-3316. Michael, I'll even, thanks, thanks for having us on here. I'll even give you one more number, and I'll give you my personal cell phone number. If an agent has a private conversation they want to have with me, I'm fine with that. If they don't join our group, it's fine. It's still an honor to talk to all the agencies. So they can all always right. reach me at area code 440 Four seven eight. Four four zero. Four seven eight. Four seven eight. Seven seven zero zero. Seven seven zero zero. All right, guys. So, well, I've enjoyed this conversation a lot. Uh, it's fascinating to see um, how many. Um, Oh, uh, well, how many big changes are going on in the industry? And it's always fascinating to see, like in this case, uh, one strategic decision that has huge implications uh, across the board. So uh, really appreciate you guys giving us an inside perspective on what's happening there. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.